Welcome to Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on News Radio 680 WPTF. Jason Kong here. Good Sunday afternoon to you. I am alongside Dr. Charles Ashley Mann, head of Charles Ashley Mann Family and Cosmetic Dentistry. Good afternoon to you, Dr. Mann. How are you doing? I am doing great. Good afternoon. It's always, always the good. Winter to see is you. progressing, right? It is. It is. We're we're moving along here. You know, uh, not too bad yet. No, no, no. It's uh, it's it's still nice. The cold was uh, a little late getting here this year. But, it has. Yeah. Um, we got that here s- now. snowy December, but so far, so good. That's right. Amen to that. Well, Dr. Mann, let's let's get right into the topic this week. Um, this is an interesting one because uh, we're going to be talking about how your dentist can help you sleep. And, you know, uh, when I hear or think about sleep problems, the first person that um, – I think of going to to help with that isn't the dentist. So why why should that be the case? Right, you know, it you know we talked about winter. You know, when I think about winter, I think about hibernation. A lot of people mm-hmm. stay in their house. You know, it's good sleeping type of weather because you know it gets colder in the house. You know, at night, and you know studies have shown that hey, if it's a little bit colder, we tend to sleep better than if it were super hot. So, um, but a lot of people can't sleep no matter what the conditions are. You know, and um, that plays a major effect on the overall health of people. But most people don't think, hey, my dentist plays a part in that. And why? Why so? Well, um, someone is visiting the dentist on a, every six months, usually, if they're, if they're doing what we recommend. And um, so we have a great opportunity because most people don't see their general physician even once a year. You know, I'm even bad for that, you know, going in and, uh, and, and seeing the GP. But, um, uh, sleep is a very important thing, but as a dentist, you know, we have the opportunity to evaluate certain things. One is in our office, we take a 3D x-ray um, or a panoramic x-ray, we call it, of the whole head so we can actually evaluate the airway. And the airway plays a very important part in how we sleep. We can determine if someone um, has a very narrow airway, we can pretty much determine if it's affecting their sleep or not. Okay. Um, number two, we can evaluate their teeth. Uh, teeth are a telltale sign if someone has acid reflux. And acid reflux at night is very common. A lot of people that have acid reflux don't even know it, okay, because they're, they're having it at night. Um, we can determine that. And acid reflux can affect how someone sleeps. Um, it, can, it can cause them to wake up from deep sleep to light sleep, toss and turn. And again, we see it on their teeth because the acid from acid reflux erodes their teeth. The third thing that we can determine uh, and look at is we're looking at their head, their neck, um, how young kids are developing. Um, we can also look at their um, how big their mouth is. Um, that plays a big part, how big their tongue is. So a lot of these things we can evaluate, which can overall affect okay, how someone is sleeping. And most of it has to come down to sleep breathing disorders. When you look at someone's sleep, most of it comes down to that. Are they breathing properly? Are they getting enough oxygen while they're sleeping? Because I would say 95 to 96% um, of all sleep problems are due to breathing. Wow. Okay? The other five or six are other physical problems such as pain um, you know, with, with joints, restless leg syndrome, things like that. But most are due to sleep breathing disorders. 
Now, you, you mentioned a lot of things that you look for um, that might be signs of having a, a sleep disorder or sleep problems. But what about for the folks listening? What are some things that um, maybe they could look out for that might be a sign that they're not getting the right amount of sleep or having some sleep issues? Well, I think fatigue is number one. You know, a lot of people think, oh, my goodness, it's just me. You know, I have to have a lot of sleep. Well, it's not healthy to get more than eight hours of sleep. Now, we want to get six to eight hours of sleep. But if we're getting six to eight hours of sleep and we can still barely make it through a day, um, we're fatigued, you know, to the point where we're nodding off. Um, if we, you know, are, are at stoplights and we feel like we have to nod off or waiting for our children in carpool line and we, we feel like we have to take a nap. Those are those are things that are very uh, um, unusual and a sign that they're that your sleep is not healthy. You know, you're not getting the quality sleep. It's not quantity. I always tell people, you can get 20 hours of sleep, and if it's not quality sleep, you're, you're still going to feel tired. So fatigue is probably the number one. So if, you, if you're out there, you're dozing quite a bit during the day, you feel like you need a nap after lunch, all those things would be signs of fatigue. The other thing that we see is, um, you know, again, I talked about acid reflux. If someone has been diagnosed with acid reflux um uh, that that can be a sign um grinding of the teeth believe it or not you know there's a lot of people out there that grind their teeth um but that is a telltale sign of a sleep breathing disorder you're trying to get your lower jaw into a position so that your airway is open enough um to, to, to allow oxygen to pass through um that's a sign um there's also um some some health issues that we see um, if you have a problem controlling your blood pressure and you're on meds or you are a young person you're fit and you're having high blood pressure problems you could have a sleep problem you know believe it or not you're not getting the quality of sleep that you need okay um, if you basically um, are having any heart disease or any kind of disease that is associated with increased risk for stroke I would recommend a sleep study because there are studies that are showing that you can increase the risk of a heart attack and stroke if you're not getting or if you have any apnea events, which would lead to, to poor sleep. Yeah. And if you're a young person out there or a mother who has a, you know, or a father who has a young person out there, there's also symptoms. Those same symptoms apply. So. Yeah, that's something that you want to look out for. And I've got plenty more questions related to this, Dr. Man, but we got to take a break. I want to remind everyone that, hey, maybe you're experiencing some of the symptoms that Dr. Man mentioned and you want to get checked out. Well, you can call Dr. Man's office at 919-462-9338. That's 919-462-9338. You can also find information online at smileman. Dot com. That's smileman, man with two N's, dot com. Or maybe you want to email Dr. Man. It's Man at smileman.com. A quick break and back. You're listening to Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on News Radio 680 WPTF. You're listening to Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on News Radio 680 WPTF. You can find more about him at smileman.com. Dot com at smileman man with two ends dot com. Jason Kong here with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann of Charles Ashley Mann Family and Cosmetic Dentistry. We're talking about 
um, some sleep issues and how that is related to uh, your mouth and how your dentist can maybe diagnose some of the sleep problems that you may be having. And Dr. Mann, we've talked about some symptoms that people need to look out for, but um, I guess another question is, what age should we start looking at these symptoms? At what age should we start paying attention to this? Right, I mentioned it earlier, but you know, sleep deprivation can occur as early as you know one, two years old. So we can't just say, "Oh, sleep is just for those older people who are having you know problems getting up every you know every five to you know, uh, five times a night." Um, we start seeing sleep deprivation in young kids. There are a certain number. Well, they say nine out of ten kids have some form of a sleep uh, uh, disturbance issue, okay? Now, that can occur if someone, if, if a kid has a cold or, 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 or something like that, but some of the signs and symptoms for young kids that I always uh, tell parents to look out for is mouth breathing, okay? If you see a, a child mouth breathing during the day and or at night, if you see them snoring, um, if you hear them grinding their teeth, this is a problem with sleep breathing disorders issues, and they're not getting the quality sleep that they need. Remember, it's not quantity, it's quality. We want younger kids to get a larger amount of sleep, like 10 hours compared to adults, six to eight. But the quality is very important, and the quali- quality of sleep can be affected in young kids. Um, it can increase uh, allergy-like symptoms. It can increase ADHD symptoms. So if they're you know aggressive type symptoms. Um, but one of the things I tell parents to look for are you know is there an increase in sickness? That means they're not getting enough sleep. Is there an increase in aggressive behavior? Um, are they wetting the bed after they should have been potty trained? Um, are they um, do they have dark circles under their eyes? This would be a sign of not the good quality sleep that we're looking for and it's easily treated but the parent plays a big role in this and and it is very important because a lot of people think oh they're outgrow it okay what are they supposed to do while they outgrow it you know think about a child that is being deprived of sleep because of some of the issues their brain is developing okay and most sleep disorders decreases the amount of oxygen they're getting during during any given night that they're sleeping it increases the CO2 in their bloodstream, okay, which also has physical effects that are negative. We want our kids to start sleeping good from an early onset, and you'll have much healthier kids, and you'll have less of the symptoms that we talked about earlier, um, ADHD, things like that. Yeah, and you know the the seriousness of uh, making sure your child's brain is developing properly and uh, at the right pace. That's that's very important. But man, you just I know how I feel when I'm tired, Doctor Man. You know, imagine dealing with a toddler who's experiencing that on a on a daily basis. You know that you right. could see some serious behavioral issues. Yeah, toddlers in general will act differently than humans. You know, when we get tired. Yeah, we get a little snappy, but we tend to want to go and doze off or you know be quiet. Toddlers, as you know, when they get sleepy, you have one. Yep. You know, they start acting out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, as they get older and into school, a lot of the uh, sleep deprivation that we see comes in the form of attention deficit hyperactive disorder. They become hyperactive, acting out, and they can't pay attention. So, believe it or not, what is what is it that they want to put them on? Um, if if they were truly hyper, and you know they needed to be calmed down, they would put them on a sedative. But no, what do they do? They put them on a Ritalin and some of the, those are an upper. 
Mm-hmm. Those are the ones that, you know, it's, it's something um, that, that we started looking at seriously. But yes, they put them on something that creates, well, it's called a stimulant. So it stimulates them. So they put them on stimulants. If it was truly the fact that they were hyper in a, and they had attention deficit, they would put them on a depressant. And so um, sleep does play a very big part in, 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 in most kids that have ADHD. Uh, I want to get to treatment um, in our next segment that we have, Dr. Mann. But um, before we get to that, I want to ask you, um, you know, so you, let's say you're a parent or maybe you're a person who's experiencing these symptoms. How easy is it for you to diagnose this? Is, are we talking one visit? Are we talking multiple visits? How, how does that work? It usually it requires uh, with, with children, it's very easy. You know, we have a very we have a scale uh, of or a series of questions um, that we ask, and and usually if they grade within a certain number, we know that they have a sleep breathing disorder, and it can be easily treated. With adults, it's a little bit different. In our office, we have a take home sleep study that we use that we send home um, with the patients, and we have a sleep cardiologist who reads that study. Okay, we download the information from that. It's just a it's almost like headphones that you wear and um, around your head. And uh, and basically, um, the sleep cardiologist will actually diagnose if there's any problems and send that report back to us. And then we can treat those problems, um, most of the problems, if, if, um, in our, if there's sleep breathing disorders in our office. Yeah. That, well, yeah. that's great. So because- it's, it's fairly easy. The, the, the thing is just getting those tests. Right. And, and taking the initiative that hey, I'm tired, I have these symptoms. I want I want something other than drugs to take care of them. Yeah, it's recognizing yeah. the symptoms and taking some action. Hey, if you need to take some action, visit smileman.com. That's Dr. Man's website. That's smileman man with two ends.com. You can find information there. You can even book an appointment if you're a, a first time uh, a client of Dr. Man's or uh, even if you've been there before, you can register as well. smileman.com is the place to do it. You can also call the office at 919-462 Nine three three eight nine one nine four six two nine three three eight. And Doctor Mann has two offices: one in Cary at three fifteen East Chatham Street, and the other in Garner off of Highway seventy. Well, Doctor Mann, I'm going to ask you about treatment options for some of these symptoms that we've discussed uh, right after this. You're listening to Teeth Talk with Doctor Charles Ashley Mann on News Radio six eighty WPTF. News Radio 680 WPTF. You're listening to Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann. Jason Kong here with Dr. Mann of Charles Ashley Mann Family and Cosmetic Dentistry. Thank you so much for sticking with us. We're talking about sleep disorders and how those uh, can be diagnosed by your dentist. And Dr. Mann, we've gone over uh, a lot of different symptoms that folks should look out for and things that they need to be aware of. And we've talked about... um, you know, what the process is for going in to see you and how you handle some of these things. But uh, let's go into treatment. So we've we've been diagnosed and we found out Mm -hmm. that, hey, we do have something affecting our sleep. How does treatment work? Well, with sleep breathing disorders, a little bit different with children and adults. You know, with children, the jaw is still developing if we can catch them before the age of 13 or 14. Um, So with that, we use a program called Healthy Start. A- it helps develop their airway um, so that they are able to breathe more effectively. Um, and B, it also develops their jaws 
um, so that uh, they get the proper occlusion, the straight teeth, the things that we're looking for. Because one of the reasons why people have a lot of crooked teeth and they have to have braces on for a long time is their jaws don't develop properly which means their teeth don't come in properly. And that starts at an early age with things like sucking the thumb, um, which restricts the airway, uh, pacifiers restricts the airway, staying on sippy cups too long. So healthy starts help address these these issues. How it helps with sleeping is it um, it moves the lower jaw slightly forward, these, these prefabricated appliances that we use. It moves the lower jaw slightly forward, and you can imagine that, o- that can open up your airway. So it kind of holds it slightly out to make your airway larger. It also forces children to breathe through their nose. That also is developing the airway because the proper breathing should be through your nose. You shouldn't breathe through your mouth at all unless you're exercising and get winded. But if you're sitting there um, relaxed, not talking, your child should not be, their lips should not be parted. If their lips are parted, then they're breathing through their mouth. If they're sleeping and you hear them snoring and or breathing through their mouth, that's that's not good. So the Healthy Start program has things to help develop it so that they're breathing through their nose, which prevents the bedwetting, which prevents the ADHD and some of the other aggressive, even even um, even speech issues, believe it or not, they, they address with the Healthy Start program. With adults, it's a little bit different um, because our jaws have already developed. We don't really have but two two scenarios usually um and and the diagnosis that we usually get is sleep apnea and basically what apnea sleep apnea is is our airways are are not big enough and or they're closing off and we're not able to get the oxygen which causes us to not get sleep you can't get the proper sleep if you don't have oxygen because your body needs it all right or you'll die we know that for sure and that's how that's how we drown we you know we don't get oxygen so your body keeps you from going into deep sleep that you need to get that restful night's sleep. And that's why I say your quality of sleep matters because if you don't get that deep sleep that you need and you're constantly staying in light sleep because your body knows that it needs to wake you up to get you know oxygen to take a breath, then we don't get that sleep. Now most people don't know that they're you know that they're waking up. You know, they, they, they're groggy and or, you know, they stay in that light sleep and they don't think, you know, oh, I'm sleeping. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like um, always um, uh, use the scenario. If you ever uh, drink caffeine before you go to bed, some people it doesn't affect, but some people it affects. They go to sleep and they never feel rested. Right. It's the same type of feeling. You wake up. And you, if you don't drink caffeine the, the next day, you're, you're, you're sleepy and drowsy. Well, sleep apnea is much the same, but on a larger scale because you're doing it every night. But most of the uh, treatment for that is a either a sleep uh, uh, um, CPAP, uh, which most people it's a mask that that puts constant air that keeps your airway open. That um, is most people don't like. You know, only about 50 percent or less compliance rate with that. What we do in our office is something called a mandibular advancement device. It's a medical device. But it's a mouthpiece that you wear that actually keeps your lower jaw forward to keep your airway open, okay, so that it can't close off. And we titrate that out to the most um, proficient uh, um, spot, I should say, that we need to keep your jaw uh, out to a certain spot. And uh, so we, we actually manipulate that out slowly till we get to that spot where all your apnea events are gone. Wow. All right, so that... You know, and you would be amazed at the number of people that we treat 
that didn't know that they had a sleep problem that we've diagnosed, once they start wearing these mandatory advancement devices, they come in with a totally different complex on their face. The dark circles are gone. You know, they have more energy. Even the coloring changes because they're getting more oxygen throughout the night and the CO2 buildup is gone. So um, I would recommend, you know, uh, anybody who's out there that A, has been diagnosed with a sleep disorder um, and they don't want to wear their CPAP, that they come and see us. Or if you're out there and and you are fatigued and drowsy, that you take that initial step and get uh, the test because it's it, it's easily treated, and if you don't get it treated, there are major major uh, uh, health implications: increased risk for heart attack, increased risk for stroke, uh, increased risk for throat cancer. Because a lot of people that have severe apnea also have severe um, acid reflux, and the acid can increase your risk for throat cancer, um, in, increased risk of high blood pressure. So all these things can occur. And I always tell people, don't think about it as an age thing. Everybody's different, okay? But you definitely want to. If you're someone that is obese or you're trying to been, try, have tried to lose weight and you can't, one of the things that poor sleep can create is a low metabolism, okay? So you know, we've talked about that. If you have a higher metabolism, you burn more calories. Well, if you have a lower metabolism and, you don't, and you're fatigued, the chances of you um, getting exercise and getting that metabolism up decreases, which will increase the chance of you being obese and your morbidity uh, increases. Yeah. And that's something that you just need to pay attention to and recognize the symptoms. And again, seek treatment if you are experiencing those symptoms, because no good is going to come of it of just sticking with what you're going through. Right. And if you if you have a GP and you've you know, you're having a hard time keeping your um, blood pressure under control and you haven't had a sleep study. I can't tell you the countless number of people that we've treated with this problem. Okay. And I've even had a general physician to call me up and say, hey, I, I appreciate it so much. We've been struggling for two or three years to keep this individual um, stable, trying different medications, um, and, and nothing has worked. And we sent him for a sleep study and he has severe sleep apnea. And once we took care of that, his blood pressure problems went away. Wow, that's incredible. So it's, 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 and we've done more than one uh, person on, on that occasion. So, um, believe it or not, sleep is probably one of the more important things, along with exercise, that we, that we need to keep our bodies healthy and to keep us feeling good. You know, we have to feel good. And when we don't feel good, what happens? We get depressed. And then that's when we see a lot of uh, disease taking place. Yeah, there's a, there's certainly a domino effect by not treating symptoms like that. If you are interested in scheduling an appointment with Dr. Mann, you can call his office at 919-462-9338, 919-462-9338, or online at smileman.com. That's smileman, man with two N's. Dr. Mann has two offices, one in Cary at 315 East Chatham Street, the other in Garner off of Highway 70. And Dr. Mann, uh, I know you've got another great topic lined up for us next week. And what's that going to be? We're going to be talking about orthodontics, which is braces. You know, most people know know all the options that are out there can be a little bit confusing. You know, you got ones that you can order over the mail now and all that. So we're going to be talking a lot uh, about that. And and, um, I'm hopefully going to have an orthodontist uh, on 
uh, as a guest that will actually clear up some of the uh, things that that we hear that may or may not be true. Excellent. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, if you missed this uh, any part of this episode and you want to go back and hear it, you can go to WPTF.com. Just head over to the Teeth Talk section. We've got the full archive of shows there. Um, you know, Dr. Mann mentioned the Healthy Start program earlier in this segment. And if you want to hear a full show dedicated to Healthy Start, which I highly recommend, you can do that by going online to WPTF.com and heading over to the Teeth Talk section. Well, we are out of time for today. We hope you'll join us again next week. We do this every Sunday at 4.30. It's Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on News Radio 680 WPTF. Have a great day.